check it out. Hello, Souls at Sundown listeners. What the frick is up? It's been a little while. Honestly, I'll admit, I have not been on schedule with these podcasts, but at the same time, it's like, who's really asking for them? Not really many people enough to be like, hey, Meg, why haven't you put out a new podcast? I mean, maybe if I haven't in like a month, then you guys are like, where the heck is Souls at Sundown? But nobody really checks up on my bi-weekly schedule. So long story short, I have nobody keeping me in line other than myself, and I was out of town. <laughs> and so um, on the day that I was coming back into town, I just had way, way too much driving to do, to be honest. Finley and I took another trip up to Oregon. We were just, well, we, we've been in some stressful situations because we've been looking to nail down a house to live in up there, and we're waiting currently to get approved for one that is just freaking gorgeous. It's like a two-bedroom, two-bath house on like five acres of land. So we're excited about that and hoping that we get approved. We're just waiting for Susan to give us the go or the no. And yeah, so I don't know. Uh, Basically what I'm trying to say is I was in Oregon when I was supposed to record this didn't bring my microphone. So here we are, like almost a week later, recording it now. And boy, oh boy, do I have some things to play for you today. Specifically, I want to start off this episode with um, a spoken word poem by this girl, Raina Biddy. I actually did a poetry reading alongside her for Local Wolves magazine and Mad Sounds magazine. They put on like a little event called The Age of Influence on December 3rd. So it's been a minute since this happened, but I saw her read for the first time there. And I realized also when she was reading, because I recognized her voice, that she does the intro for Kehlani's album, Sweet Sexy Savage. So if you guys ever hear that intro and you're like, wow, who the heck is that? It's Raina Biddy, man. And she actually has a spoken word word kind of album on Spotify. And it's um, for her book, I Love My Love, which I actually just finished reading um, about two weeks ago. And it was incredible, totally made me cry and was just really moving. She's really, really wonderful. Um, and that's the poetry that she performed at the event that I was at with her. And, um, yeah, at the end of it, when I talked to her, I was like, one, you're amazing. Two, where the heck can I get your book? And then I just got it on Amazon, finished it. I want to lend it to all of my girlfriends and recommend it to all of you. So basically I'm going to play a song, not a song, a poem by her (laughs) called 10 Reasons I Could Never Stay. She also read this at the event and I just was blown away by it. It was definitely one of my faves. So yeah, I just think this is so cool that she puts like her poetry on Spotify with like some background music in, in the back and it's just, it's really neat. So here we go. Let's start off the podcast with a, a nice light poetry vibe today. Yeah. That's what we're going for. Ten reasons I could never stay. One, you weren't ready to dance when I was. You let my hand go in the essence of a mosh pit and I've been lost since. Two, the night you left, I fell asleep on the floor of my shower. I was so broken, I fell to my knees and asked God if he could take me. Three. You would have let him take me. Four. I 
was willing to give up a part of me for you. I was willing to compromise my dreams for you. I was ready to be the person you needed. You never really needed me the way I needed you to. Five. I talked to my grandmother this morning and she asked me where the princess she remembered raising went. She asked me how I could be good for anyone if I wasn't good for me. She asked me if I were looking for kings who were looking for queens and how somewhere along the way I lost myself so they all miss me. Six, you loved me the way my father always loved my mother and I no longer accept men with conditional traits. Seven, as a woman, I am obligated to continue loving. As a man, you are eager to continue lusting. I was made gracefully with spiritual glitter and faithful glue. I was given wings that you tried to cut through. I was born with a voice that you tried to silence and a body that you tried to shame me of. Whenever spilling our love into someone else's, it took me a while to see that someone like you doesn't deserve a heart that only someone like myself was willing to offer. Hey, I'm starting to find myself. And while picking up the pieces to my unfinished puzzle, I'm realizing that you were never meant to fit the picture. Nine. You left scars on my skin that will never let me forget what love isn't. Ten. You were wrong about me. You said I could never live without you. You thought I'd stick around for you to figure out how beautiful we could be, but I planted scriptures in your palms that no one else will ever understand, but all will see, and then they'll wonder what happened. Then they'll ask about me. Tell them how I used to hold on because I loved you enough to never let you forget me. Then let them know that I've become forgiving and you've grown to resent me. I've grown from every verse I wrote and every word you spoke and you've learned my love made itself permanent on its own. You never were into practicing what you preach, but I've decided it's okay that you let me go too. I've already set you free. Isn't she just a queen? Raina Betty, man. Gotta love her. My favorite part of um, that poem is when she says, I was made gracefully with spiritual glitter and faithful glue. I was given wings that you tried to cut through. I was born with a voice that you tried to silence and a body that you tried to shame me of whenever spilling our love into someone else. So good. Like, what the freaking heck, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely go and get I Love My Love on Amazon. If you like to read a nice handheld book, there is 
way more in there than what is on the album I Love My Love on Spotify and stuff. Um, It's not just on Spotify. I'm pretty sure she put stuff out on SoundCloud from time to time as well. Just random little ditties and uh, iTunes, of course, just any streaming platform. I'm sure you could find that. But anywho's, man, I have a new tune to talk about, specifically After the Storm by Caliucci's featuring Tyler the Creator. A great bop. And today, while I'm recording this, the music video just came out. So I listened to that, or watched that this morning. And it was really freaking cute. It was like, (laughs) she went to the grocery store and got a package of seeds to grow just something, and instead grew a man. (laughs) That was Tyler the Creator, and they had like babies together that were like little flowers it was a very strange storyline but very interesting um so yeah i liked that a lot and i'm gonna play the song for you guys as we speak okay bye Uh, whatever goes around eventually comes back to you so you gotta be careful baby and look both ways before you cross my mind
That's a good-ass tune, am I right? Pretty good stuff. I love a nice collab coming out every now and again. Larry's just sneezing out here in the back, just going, (laughs) Buddy, what's up your nostril? Let me know. Um, Anyways, guys, I'm going to play two back-to-back tunes right now, specifically Learn How to Watch featuring Mac Miller and Maiden T-Y-O, I believe is how you pronounce his name, uh, by Carnage. And I don't normally listen to much Carnage, I might say, but I do listen to all things Mac Miller. So yeah, this is a bop. I love his verse on this. It's pretty fire. And then I'm going to follow this song up with Blame by Jesse Rutherford. Uh, from the neighborhood. This is like a solo song that he released, and it's about the Mary Jane. So, okay. Yeah, that's enough, Meg. Let's just get on into it. Carnage! Oh! Oh, jump out the top. Skr, skr. Ooh, wrist on my watch. Ooh, ooh, told her to stop. Hey, yeah, learn how to watch. Skr, skr. Yeah, learn how to watch. Stop. Yeah, learn how to watch. Ooh, uh, learn how to watch. Wham. Yeah, learn how to watch. Wham. Uh, stack my guap. Ooh, uh, wait in the pot. Hey, uh, rubbing the spot. Skr, skr. Uh, learn to watch. Yeah, yeah, learn to watch. Ooh, yeah, learn to watch. Ooh, yeah, learn to watch. Hey, ooh, learn how to watch. Like, little too much sauce, get it cooked right On the same motherfucker, been the same motherfucker Make a motherfucker faint like Suge Knight Shit, better make time And I really ain't shit if it ain't mine I'm a beast, I'm a dog, I'm a canine See the way I make it go down like a baseline yeah. Back when I was just a young and didn't have me nothing Always up to something, started getting money Now I'm off and running way through how the function Call it coming up, but yeah, I'm on the escalator They be staring at me, they the spectators And I'm playing magic, I'm an ex-laker I'm a mess maker, I don't stress paper I don't care who has it, jump out of the top skr, skr. Ooh, wrist on my watch. Ooh, ooh, told her to stop. Hey, yeah, learn how to watch. Yeah, learn how to watch. Yeah, learn how to watch. Ooh, uh, learn how to watch. Yeah, learn how to watch. Uh, stack my guap. Ooh, uh, wait in the pot. Hey, uh, rubbing the spots. Uh, learn how to watch. Yeah, learn how to watch. Yeah, learn how to watch. Yeah, learn how to watch. Hey, ooh, learn how to watch. It's being sober, hopeless All I ever think about is smoking Now I know what daddy had to keep the bottle open huh? I can't blame him No, I can't blame him Am I crazy? Seems like everybody is lately Now I understand how mama raised me I can't blame her No, I can't blame her Not at all Yeah, yeah Ask me how I'm doing today Bet I'll say I'm okay But I'm riding away inside Don't worry about it though Both of us are, you know Funny, that's how it goes in life I'm not trying to be dark, but I just got to the part Where you stare at the stars and compare what you are To everything all around, what it would it be like If it all came crashing down You shouldn't die 
Sober, hopeless. All I ever think about is smoking. Yeah. Now I know why Daddy had to keep the bottle open. Uh, I can't blame him. No, I can't blame him. Am I crazy? Seems like everybody is lately. Now I understand how Mama raised me. I can't blame her. No, I can't blame her. I try to say I'm not addicted, but I keep thinking about the. Cut it for a week, but I don't think I last a month When I was 17, I didn't think about the stuff The life got tough It's hitting harder every single day The minute that I wake The one thing that I crave It's insane, I needed to stay up Love what Mary Jane does in every situation Oh yeah You make it feel painless My doctor said I shouldn't use it in moderation But I just roll myself a J Push it all away to the backside of my brain. Hey, you shouldn't talk back to your mother, or you might get smacked by your mother. Cut a little slack for your father, 'cause he's never coming back. It's being sober, hopeless. All I ever think about is smoking. Yeah. Now I know why Daddy had to keep the bottle open. I can't blame him. No, I can't blame him. Am I crazy? Seems like everybody is lately. Now I understand how Mama raised me. I can't blame her. No, I can't blame her. after those tunes okay first off that carnage song i know i don't play much music like that kind of hip-hop-ish bop on here it's not even a hip-hop beat it's more of like a trap beat i would say i don't play much trap music on here might i say but i hope that you guys enjoyed that um like i said i just really love mac miller's verse in that and the music video is freaking cool too so you guys should go and watch that as well and um that jesse rutherford song that i just played blame great, great freaking tune. I am so here for artists taking their music solo once they're in a group for a while. I mean, obviously the neighborhood is like still making music together and whatnot. Um, but yeah, a lot of my favorite kind of like bands and stuff have had their main guy go off and just do their own stuff this past year, which I think is always really good for that person. So um, yeah, I really support his his solo career as well. I think Jesse's a really cool guy. Um, and I also had Nako Bear do this. I had him do this. <laughs> Nako Bear did this um, as well in the past year. He released his first like solo project called My Name is Bear. I think I actually talked about it on the podcast maybe a couple months ago or something. Who freaking knows? But I love that album and he used to be part of Nako and Medicine for the People. He still is part of Nako and Medicine for the People but just released that on his own and it's fire. So yeah, 
Long story short, I'm totally here for people going solo. I know that people get really upset sometimes when artists do that, like when One Direction broke up or like Fifth Harmony when like Camilla Cabello just decided to go and do her own thing. People get really appalled, you know, but I'm always here for a nice solo thing. I think I've established that now, Meg. Okay, moving on. Um, is a couple of tunes. I'll play two tunes again. Um, these both I found via Twitter and Instagram, which always happens on this podcast. I'm always like, shout out to social media for bringing me this bop. Um, but really, I found this song through somebody's story or some shit um, called Bedroom by Litany. It's L-I-T-A-N-Y. And then after that, I'm going to follow it up with this song Brat by Abra. And Abra, ooh, I have played her on this podcast before. She is such a queen. This song, Brad, is produced by Father, who is also one of my fave rappers. He's very, very good. But he's also an incredible producer because this beat bangs. Okay, honestly, I'm going to play Brat first and then follow it by Bedroom by Litany. Um, But yeah, enjoy, kids. Don't get it twisted, I'm the reason that you love it And the reason that you even get to go to that life I bet you worship in my temple, you is knocking And I bet you come inside so you could worship that objectified Not just for just your pleasure, I'm a treasure Come to my place, then we can talk about 
sexy tunes, am I right? Oh, I love a good back-to-back. Those were some fire-ass songs. I played Brat by Abra and then Bedroom by Litany. I hope that you guys enjoyed those. And now I'm going to get into a more serious chat, I suppose. Um, The Women's March happened on the day that I got back into town from Oregon, and we drove through the night, so I literally had no idea that it was even happening until I woke up at 3 p.m. the next day to my friend Stefan knocking on our door and delivering us some beautiful white roses, which are still alive, which is incredible. It's been a week. Um, I just normally have flowers really die in this apartment because the lighting is kind of just terrible. It's just really bad natural lighting. Um, But that's beside the point. (laughs) Basically, I had no idea that the Women's March was happening. I don't know why I didn't even process that. I went last year, but I did not get the chance to go this year because I'm a freaking fool who is asleep. But speaking of the Women's March, I saw on Twitter this uh, video of Halsey at the New York Women's March performing a poem called A Story Like Mine, where she just opens up about her own story, obviously, and um, I just thought it was really incredible, and it's a message that you all need to hear, and everybody needs to hear, honestly, because me too, you know? (laughs) And I think that uh, it's just a nice conversation to have, and I will be back to have that conversation about what the frick she's talking about after this. Okay, enjoy. This is very good. I guess this is a more serious note for sure, but I hope that you guys just, you know, let this move you to bits because that's what I did when I first heard this. Okay. It's 2009 and I'm 14 and I'm crying. Not really sure where I am, but I'm holding the hand of my best friend Sam in the waiting room of a planned parenthood. The air is sterile and clean, and the walls are that not gray, but green, and the lights are so bright they could burn a hole through the seam of my jeans, and my phone is buzzing in the pocket. My mom is asking me if I remembered my keys, because she's closing the door and she needs to lock it. But I can't tell my mom where I've gone. I can't tell anyone at all. You see, my best friend Sam was raped by a man that we knew because he worked in the after-school program and he held her down with her textbooks beside her and he covered her mouth and then he came inside her. So now I'm with Sam at the place with a plan waiting for the results of a medical exam and she's praying she doesn't need an abortion. She couldn't afford it and her parents would like totally kill her. It's 2002, and my family just moved, and the only people I know are my mom's friend, Sue, and her son. He's got a case of Matchbox cars, and he says that he'll teach me to play the guitar if I just keep quiet. And the stairwell beside apartment 1245 will haunt me in my sleep for as long as I am alive, and I'm too young to know why it aches in my thighs, but I must lie. I must lie. It's 2012 and I'm dating a guy and I sleep in his bed and I just learned how to drive and he's older than me and he drinks whiskey neat and he's paying for everything. This adult thing, it's not cheap. We've been fighting a lot, almost 10 times a week and he wants to have sex and I just wanna sleep but he says I can't say no to him, this much I owe to him. He buys my dinners so I have to blow him. He's taken to forcing me down on my knees and I'm confused because he's hurting me while he says please. And he's only a man and these things he just needs, he's my boyfriend. So why am I filled with unease? 
It's 2017 and I live like a queen and I follow damn near every one of my dreams. I'm invincible and I'm so fucking naive. I believe I'm protected because I live on a screen. Nobody would dare act that way around me. I've earned my protection eternally clean until a man that I trust gets his hands in my pants. But I don't want none of that. I just wanted to dance and I wake up the next morning like I'm in a trance and there's blood. Is that my blood? Oh, hold on a minute. You see, I've worked every day since I was 18. I've toured everywhere from Japan to Mar-a-Lago. I even went on stage that night in Chicago when I was having a miscarriage. I mean, I pied the piper. I put on a diaper and sang out my spleen to a room full of teens. What do you mean this happened to me? You can't put your hands on me. You don't know what my body has been through. I'm supposed to be safe now. I earned it. It's 2018 and I've realized that nobody is safe long as she is alive. And every friend that I know has a story like mine. And the world tells me we should take it as a compliment. But then heroes like Ashley and Simone and Gabby, Michaela and Gaga, Rosario, Ali, remind me this is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally. It's Olympians and a medical resident, and not one fucking word from the man who is president. It's about closed doors and secrets and legs and stilettos from the Hollywood Hills to the projects and ghettos when babies are ripped from the arms of teen mothers and child brides cry globally under the covers who don't have a voice on the magazine covers. They tell us, take cover. But we are not free until all of us are free. So love your neighbor. Please treat her kindly. Ask her her story and then shut up and listen. Black, Asian, poor, wealthy, trans, cis, Muslim, Christian, listen, listen, and then yell at the top of your lungs. Be a voice for all those who have prisoner tongues, for the people who had to grow up way too young. There is work to be done. There are songs to be sung. Lord knows there's a war to be won. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Ooh, that part where she screams, what do you mean this happened to me, gets me every time. I just tear up right at that part. Um, but I wanted to talk about a, a lot of the things that she talked about, because it was a lot. <laughs> um, and I wrote down a couple of points just to briefly go over. Um, but yeah. So basically what she just, what I just restated from what she was saying, um, what do you mean this happened to me? I feel like that's a a feeling that we all feel once it happens to us, almost like a denial. Um, when I was sexually assaulted, I, I didn't tell anybody for a year until I was retelling the story, uh, to somebody. I don't even know how it, it, got brought up. I was actually telling Finley and his girlfriend at the time about it and just like opening up to them in the backseat of a car. And it wasn't until Finley responded to me and said, Megan, that's like rape. Um, that was when it first sunk in for me. So I was truly in denial and kind of blacked out that entire memory from my psyche for an entire year before I realized what it was. Um, and you definitely have like a lot of almost guilt and shame that comes along with that. So that's a lot of the reason why 
people don't share their stories is because like, why would they? But let me say from a person who's, you know, obviously experienced that to a certain extent, uh, it's always, always more important to open up to somebody and get that out there and off your chest to a a loved one and a person who's going to understand and listen to you. And like Halsey said in that poem, you know, ask her her story and shut the fuck up while you listen. Um, I don't think she put it directly like that, but shut up and just let it happen and let her just unfold the whole story that she went through because, you know, it's, it's important to have ears to hear your story. Um, but yeah, so I, I really appreciated just what she said, uh, in all aspects of everything that she addressed. She talked about women who don't have a voice and that's why we rally. And that's why we bring so much attention to these, these concepts, because some people just aren't going to say it for themselves. And, um, the conversation needs to be brought up because there are terrible things happening in not only our country, but many, many others around the world that are loads worse. And it doesn't even matter what's worse than, you know, what could be happening to someone else. But it's, um, it's just important because not everybody is going to bring up the conversation. So yeah. Um, I really just, I was shocked to hear about the USA gymnastics team and what they had to endure during their treatment. I'm saying that in air quotes, um, but you just can't see me, uh, by Larry Nassar, I believe his, his shithead name was. Um, I found out yesterday that he got sentenced to up to like 175 years in prison, which is incredible news. Uh, once the truth comes out, you know, it's really nice to see somebody get what they deserve. But yeah, the they were being paid, all of those women, to keep quiet by their own team and people just weren't addressing it. Um, people being, you know, like the administration, I suppose, or more head honcho type people who, uh, were running everything for them and maybe their management and just people that were supposed to take care of them weren't, which is really terrifying. But it's also even more terrifying to think that I'm, barely even shocked anymore when stories are coming out in the news about people like Aziz Ansari or James Franco, you know, being shitty to women and just not really knowing the the entire idea of consent. Not even idea, just the fucking ground rule of human existence. Um, and I'm just like, I'm just not even, part of me just isn't even shocked when news stories come out. I'm like, oh, course he did that you know he's just a shithead in Hollywood and Halsey addressed that so yeah she addressed a lot and I really appreciated her poem that she read there and I just wanted to play it for you all because like I said the conversation is needed and um, I'm actually gonna film a video one of these days about um, like what happens after that happens to you um, how it affects your relationships and your psyche and you as a person after that happens to you, because that's not obviously something that, um, the people who do it to you ever take into consideration, you know, like the guilt, the shame, the things that are going to haunt you for the literal rest of your fucking life. Um, and yeah, being in love with Finley at the beginning was really hard for me because I used to have just little triggers that would, um, set me off and make me like freak out around him. 
when he was just trying to be loving. Anytime he like whispered in my ear or came up to me from behind, it just like all replayed and it's triggering and terrible, but needs to be talked about because I feel like, you know, survivors of these things, you know, women who aren't killed after they're raped or assaulted or et cetera, et cetera. Um, they just kind of keep things or stories or details of what happened to them, like behind a closed door. And my lesson of the last year was to really like help heal my trauma through love and understanding and being with a good man because they are out there. (laughs) I'm getting like slightly choked up while I talk about this, but, um, yeah, there's good men out there and men who aren't going to do such terrible things to you. You just have to put on your protective suit in a way. And, you know, at the beginning, I just really kept a, like a certain barrier up because I was afraid of being hurt again. But once it's kind of confirmed that you have a level of trust with somebody and you know in your heart that they're a good person and you've opened up to them about certain things and they've helped you come much further than you could have gotten on, you know, your own I think then that's a good relationship to be in. But I'll stop blabbering about all of this, this uh, serious stuff now and kind of go into a lighter note in uh, a funny way, I suppose. (laughs) The next song that I'm going to play is called IUD, which is, of course, a form of birth control, but also a song by OK Kaya. And I found this actually from a dude in Brockhampton, Matt Champion. He like posted about it on Instagram or something, like how good this song was. And I just listened to it right before I added it to this playlist to play today. And I was just laughing because it's just the lyrics are funny as hell and it's just relevant. And yeah, so let's just get into a tune, kind of break up the serious banter for a sec. Okay, I love you guys. Baby 
lyrics are just too damn funny to me, man. Um, and speaking of IUDs, I'm on my period with my IUD in right now. And literally as soon as I pressed record just now, I just got the worst cramp ever. Just kidding. Probably not ever, but I definitely am a crampy mess right now. And um, some of you have just been asking about my process, my period process with an IUD in. And um, my cramps have been like moderately the same since... I previously had my period before getting it in, um, but definitely it's brought more worry and that's not normally supposed to happen because like that song that I just played, she's like, baby, you're so baby, but I don't want your baby. And then she's like, maybe if you come with me to get an IUD, I'll let you come in me. <laughs> and dude, it's like, it's very worrisome because I, the other day I was like examining Okay, let me just break this down really quickly, and I'm sorry if this is TMI for some of you to hear, but I figure I'll just let the details flow, you know? When you get an IUD, they put it at the top of your uterus, and then you have strings running down from the bottom of the IUD through your cervix and into like the top of your vagina kind of, so you can assess where the placement is and be able to feel the strings. And the strings aren't like, oh, these are so soft and fun. They're like fucking wires, dude. So the other day I was assessing the scene down there and I felt it and it did not feel like the wires because they're supposed to, in quotes, soften over time. And I've already had to get my strings cut twice because I can feel them so hard and so can my partner. And that's just not fun, you know? And once you have an IUD in, you're just like, fuck, I'm not supposed to worry about this thing for 10 years. Why do I have to assess it all the time, you know? Um, but anywho's, I already, I went to get my strings cut once and then I reassessed probably about a month ago and I felt the strings again. And I was like, dude, this is like a fucking fishing wire. This is very uncomfortable. And it did not feel like the strings it felt like my IUD had like moved down into my vagina. So of course I was freaking out and just wanted to go and get everything checked at the gynecologist, which I just now did on Monday. And um, the first thing that she did when she like assessed me was she was just like, oh, it's just the strings, you know, get out of here. And I was just like, um, no, first of all, because I waited an hour and 45 minutes until I was actually seen at my gynecologist that day. She had just gotten back from like vacation or fucking tour. My gynecologist went on tour. And so I went on the day she got back. And obviously a lot of women also wanted to come in as well. So yeah, very long wait. And I wasn't just about to leave with me being able to still like feel that weird shit in my vagina and just be like, oh yeah, it's just my strings. Haha, <laughs> who cares? Cause like I said, it was hurting me and my partner and I was upset. And um, so I basically asked her to cut my strings again. And then upon her cutting them, she was like, oh wait, but didn't I already do this? That means that your IUD must be moving down if it's moving more string into, you know, your accessibility chamber of your vagina. <laughs> like if, if there's more string there, which she had already cut, then obviously it's shifting a little bit. So I was like, yeah, why do you, why the frick do you think I came in? So it's just been adding a lot of stress to my life because I'm like, well, if my body is rejecting my IUD and it's like expelling it, 
and pushing it out, which I'm pretty sure that's what it's doing, then if I get a new one inserted in me, um, what if it just happens a freaking again, you know? So I'm a little nervous about this whole IUD thing. And at the moment, no, I wouldn't recommend it because <laughs> it's just been a stress on my life. And that song just applies to my life and uh, is just funny to me. So yeah, that's my IUD story for any of you who are wondering what my current experience is. And I'll obviously keep you guys updated if I get a new one in or something, but I don't know. It's expensive and currently just a stressor. So yeah. But anyways, man, I'm going to get into a new artist for you guys, which is, I think it's a duo um, called Saint Beauty. And I'm pretty sure they're from Georgia because they have this song called Stone Mountain. And that's a wonderful mountain in Georgia. (laughs) And my friend Vivian, um, who actually I met out in LA and then she moved to Georgia to like produce some music, write some music there and live for a period of time. She posted these girls on her story and I just love this song so much. So I'm going to play you guys Stone Mountain by Saint Beauty. And then I'm going to follow it up with a song by them as well called Tides. And then we're going to get into some more chats. Okay. Thanks for listening to me blabber on about my IUD. Enjoy. Lately I've 
That's the symbol of lovers. She walk around in my button ups with nothing under and all of the buttons I'm button. Praying this love is a sure thing. Girl, you're taking me under. Maybe we could be something. Okay, let's see, like we play for the thunder. Saturday night at the crib getting blunted. Praying the church and she stay with her mama. She like to listen to Gucci and Thugger and Joey Badass like Malia Obama. Playing swim good on repeat in the summer. Pyramid lyrics tattooed on the stomach. Benjamin Frank like his face on the honey. I couldn't find a more amazing woman than you. Girl, you know all of my secrets From deepest dark to darkest deepest I tell you more if you promise to keep them I know the feelings can change like the seasons I'm down to see where it go if you with me She wanna end up like Martin and Gina Will and Jada, maybe Bobby and Whitney She don't believe in the fair test. She don't believe in them stories and places you name She don't believe in them wedding bells She don't believe in Atari, won't play any games Tired of dealing with real niggas Cause them real niggas never real as they claim Girl, we just ride, riding away Girl, we just riding away That was Saint Beauty with Stone Mountain, as well as Tides, featuring Deontay Hitchcock, I believe his name is. Um, And yeah, I really like those tunes and wanted to put you guys on because I just got put on. But now I'm going to get into a little cover by one of my favorite girl groups, The Staves. And this is a Bruce Springsteen cover. And when I first found out about The Staves, I was looking at all of their kind of like acoustic performances on YouTube because they have a lot of them and they're freaking fire. They have a lot of like sessions with people, et cetera, et cetera. And they have this one video of them performing I'm on Fire. Um, And it was one of the first things that I found upon finding out about them. And so I'm going to play you guys that little session right now. So enjoy. This is I'm on Fire by Bruce Springsteen, performed by the Staves.
voices are just perfection, man. I love a good girl group, you know, that can really harmonize. Um, Joseph is another band that I love like that. Both of those groups are um, groups of sisters who are just wonderful at harmonizing beautifully and making beautiful tunes. So yeah, man, the staves, gotta love them. Uh, But now I'm going to move on to a song that I actually found out about through a show that I just finished watching on Netflix, which was really great. The End of the Fucking World is the name of the show. And in one of the episodes, they're playing this song. It's called Lonesome Town by Ricky Nelson. And honestly, the soundtrack to the show just in every episode was incredible. But this is one song that I shazammed when it came on. I was like, what the frick is that? So yeah, enjoy. There's a place where lovers go To cry their troubles away And they call it Lonesome Town Where the broken heart stays You can buy a dream or two to last you all through the years And the only price you pay Is a heart full of tears Going down to Lonesome Town Where the broken heart stays old 
oldies tunes like that. It really sounds like Elvis-esque, you know what I mean? Uh, He has a very good voice, and I really loved that song when I first heard it on the show, and would also just definitely recommend that all of you watch that show as well. It was a really great kind of storyline about angsty teens and murder and running from the law and all of those fun things. (laughs) Um, So yeah, definitely a dramatic show, but it was really cool to watch. And um, also, I have a new woman to talk about today who my sister Lindsay actually put me on to. Her name is Ella Voss, and she has a new album out right now, I believe. And I'm going to play like two songs off of it. Also, sorry for all of the traffic noises happening in the background. You never know what could happen outside this here window behind me. Um, But I'm going to play two songs by Ella Voss, uh, the first being a song called Rearrange, and then the next being a song called I Know You Care. And these were both recommended to me by my sister, and I listened to them, and I was like, damn, girl, she can sing. She knows how to release a good bop. So we're throwing them on the podcast today. Enjoy.
were some real good songs right there. Uh, guys, I really wish I could pretend to be cheery right now, but I'm a little T.O.'d because I just found out that a package that I had delivered from Amazon yesterday got stolen, which honestly is not that shocking to me because when we were on our last road trip, we had two packages stolen, both from Amazon that were left in front of our door. So I guess we just can't fucking get packages delivered to our front door anymore. Very, very infuriating. But um, yeah, I literally ordered like supplements to my apartment and I've been waiting for them for three days, which is longer than, you know, Amazon normally takes. Normally the prime shipping will get it to me within two days. So I was like, where the heck are they? And I just tracked them just now. And they were like, oh, left in front of front door yesterday at 4.35 PM. So we were out until like 7.15. And when we came home, there was nothing in our mailbox and nothing in front of our front door. So obviously they got freaking stolen again. It's so infuriating, honestly, living in an apartment complex because I just know that there's like one person doing this, you know, um, or maybe more than that, but <laughs> I don't know who the fuck it is, but it's very, very infuriating. And I'm just really sick of living next to a bunch of people that I don't know or have a relationship with. Um, I want to like move to the country and be friends with my neighbors that are in plain view and everyone else will just mind their own business and everything will be freaking fine. Um, so yeah, we actually, I think I was talking about this at the beginning of the podcast, but 
we applied for a house um, about two days ago and we're just waiting to hear back on our approval. I just had to send some more stuff to Susan, the lady who is going over all of our applications and whatnot. Um, just some bank statements to verify my weird income from these weird things that I do online. Um, just kidding. They're not that weird. It's just not everybody uh, understands. And obviously, if I'm getting paid through something like YouTube or um, merch, it's not going to be the same paycheck every single time. So she needs to see my bank statements to see that I can pay for the house. So yeah, that's freaking exciting. If we get approved for that, I will let you guys know, of course, on social media or something. Um, but yeah, I'm just really, really excited for a new chapter of life and one that does not involve living in LA. <laughs> I was actually talking to my manager this morning um, on the phone just about her like leaving a previous company and that was like originally what the phone call was about. And then she was just also asking me about like the moving process and whatnot and was just asking me if I was excited and stuff. And I've just been having some conversations with some lovely ladies in my life recently who are just so stoked for me, which is very exciting because I too am stoked. The other day I went to Nanny for the family that I've been watching since I was literally like nine years old and they were just like, wow, Megan, you look really different, but in a good way. And the mom told me that separately. And then one of the daughters who's like nine, Leah, told me that as well. And I was like, wow, both of you said that in separate times. Like, that's weird. And <laughs> the mom, Melly, was like, oh, I know what it is. It's because you're in love and you're about to embark on like a new change in your life. And that's just so exciting. We're so happy for you. And like, you're just glowing. <laughs> and um, I don't know why I'm even relaying this information, but I think it's just cute when people can notice your glow and like notice how good somebody or something is for you and are just really genuinely happy for you. So I'm grateful to have a second family out here who always shows me their love and support. And they're just amazing to me. I love them so freaking much. Um, but instead of babbling about that on and on, because I could talk about my love for them for freaking forever, I want to talk about Bourne's new album, and it's very, very good. It's called Blue Madonna, and it's sexy as hell. Uh, I knew that this record was going to be amazing after the first couple of singles that came out. I actually played them on the podcast um, in previous episodes, and I remember saying to you guys that Lana Del Rey like posted something about Bourne's album on her Instagram, and I was like, oh my god, if they collab, I'll just die. So here I am, dying for you all on air, because <laughs> uh, they did a collab song together, so I'm going to play it for you guys right now. It's called God Save Our Young Blood, and then I'm going to follow it up with another fave song of mine off the album called Iceberg. Okay, enjoy. <laughs> Get the sunrise, glow and finish light. Made it in record time. Hey, baby, we made it. My head's faded, headlights dilated. Spinning, spinning, and I can't sit still. Spinning, spinning, and we can't sit still. Baptized in blue skies Roll the window down, reach out, feel around for new light Damn, you and those green eyes We can never stop moving, we see nothing but the green light Spinning, spinning and we can't 
It's not a limit to love, there's an 
where I need to round things out, wrap it up, if you will. And um, I just wanted to say, one, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, maybe give me like a little like, a little repost on SoundCloud. Don't forget that you can always comment on SoundCloud too, which is cool. Or if you're on iTunes and listening, I would love if you would subscribe to the podcast. Maybe leave it a little bit of a review if you're feeling really, you know, typey today. If you're feeling like you want to type something up, then go ahead and do that. Um, (laughs) But on this note, I'm going to end it off today with a little song called Bridge Burn by Little Comets. It's a very good song found it the other day, and I think it's a nice way to round it out because it's just a good-ass tune. But um, yeah, just thank you so much for listening. I will obviously keep you guys in the loop via my social media or the podcast or whatever about our move and when that's happening. And until then, you know, you can just keep up with me on my social media, Megan Hughes. Uh, You can just search that whole thing and find me on whatever. And yeah, I'm going to stop plugging myself now and let you guys listen to this nice song. Okay, have a great day or night whenever you're listening to this. I love you. Goodbye. (laughs) 